HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Welcome back to The Speakeasy. I'm your host, Damon Bolte. On the show today, we have Miss Julie Reiner, the awesome uh, bar owner and uh, operator of not only the Clover Club and Flatiron Lounge here in New York City, but also the coordinator for the bar program for the uh, VIP Cocktail Lounge at the Great Gugamuga Festival coming up this uh, May 17th through 19th. Julie, welcome to the show. Hi, Damon. Thanks Hi. for having me. Yeah, how have you been? I've been great. I've been really good, you know, just traveling around and doing a lot of things with cocktails. <laughs> Absolutely. There's not a lot that happens in the uh, bar and cocktail world without Julie Reiner being a part of it. So it was no surprise to me to see that you are the coordinator for this year's uh, Gugamuga event. Yeah, yeah, I did it last year, and um, you know it was a lot of fun. We we got some of the the best bar personalities in the business out to Prospect Park to to serve up some phenomenal drinks. And uh, this year, you know, it's it's bigger and better, and so uh, you know, still have the, some of the same great bars. But I've brought in Andy Seymour, who is a, a king at executing volume and uh, in in weird places. <laughs> so he'll be helping me out this year. Awesome. You know, um, I know that we've definitely shared some uh, some picnic time in Prospect Park before with some cocktails. And yes, it, we ca- have. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I look forward to uh, doing that again this summer. Um, so, first of all, this is a, a huge event, and uh, this is the second year, like you said. Um, and the whole idea behind it being to bring all these great restaurants and bars and musical talent together uh, in this great park that was uh, designed by Frederick Olmsted and Calvert Vaux. Um, it's kind of cool that, you know, even like with their vision of like, you know, eat, uh, Prospect Park and, and Central Park, how it was meant to grow and evolve into something that they weren't 
necessarily going to be able to see like the actual like fruition of but it was planned to be a place where people got together and shared great times good memories maybe some music some food and it just it's fitting to have uh, especially with so many great bars and restaurants in the city and musical talent to uh, to do this in that park so it's really cool and uh yeah i think like yeah last year was surprisingly big i think uh it was it was huge hit <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> it was, I, you know, it was it was the most beautiful day ever. So I think that they had, you know, the turnout was one hundred percent plus what they expected, you know, um, which was great. And then people were excited to come out to uh, to Prospect Park and have some some really big name chefs and mixologists there. Uh, you know, because it's, it's it's not your average street fair where you're getting you know grilled corn on the cob. Which is there's you know there's a place for that too. Obviously. I love that. <laughs> I do too. And I'm like, I'm super stoked about this. I was telling uh, some friends yesterday about how psyched I am about the summer coming around because a little no fact about me, I'm just like obsessed with street fairs. I think it's one of my favorite things. All the dumb t-shirts and like friendship bracelets. There's weird phenomenon of like Rasta, stuffed Rasta bananas like at the game sites. I don't know what that's yeah. all about, but it's pretty cool. It's weird. <laughs> um, yeah. People do people do some interesting, cool stuff at the street fairs. You know, I, I find myself at a, quite a few of them over the course of the, of the summer myself. Yeah, um, you know what's cool about this this event in particular for me is that, and I know that you feel this way too. Um, and a lot of us like we kind of like play around with like music and and cocktails and food. There's a there's a connection. You know, obviously there's like an artistic form to it. But there's a lot of uh, inspiration that comes from both directions. You know, like, we can look at any, like, cocktail menu around town, and there are some, like, kind of tongue-in-cheek titles for different cocktail names and references, and it's it, it's just, like, a natural connection, I think. And, and so it's cool to get all the, the bands and uh, cocktails out at the same time. It's such a, like, concise, like, gathering, you know? Absolutely, yeah. You know, they do go hand-in-hand, hand and, you know, I mean, I know... You know, we're always talking about what's the best song. You know, when you when you get behind the bar, what's your entry song? You know, right. <laughs> um, uh, something Brian Miller taught me. <laughs> the music you, you got to have your own theme song when you're when you're stepping back to to make cocktails. Um, so yeah, it, it, you know, they, they I think the music, food, beverage worlds all go go hand in hand, and it's just you know, it's it, this festival is entertainment at its finest because. You know, so often you go to a stadium, you know, to see music, and it's like all there is is a hot dog. And, right. you know, this you, you can have a foie gras donut at Guga Muga, you know. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> Who doesn't want a foie gras donut? Yeah, exactly. On a hot <laughs> day with the I do with my uh, tequila, co- you know, my Don Julio cocktail. I'm going to have, I'm gonna have a, a foie gras donut to go with it. That's awesome. So, um can you divulge any information with some of the like the cocktails that are going to be on the menus, or have they been set yet? Or is that kind of well, like? Well, yeah, you know, we're we're in the the beginning stages of of everybody deciding kind of what they want to make. As you know, you know, with um the band with the bands, with the bars who are kind of like rock stars in, <laughs> in their right. own right. Um, you know, I'll put it in their court. You know, we've got Don Julio tequila, um, Bullet Bourbon. Um, Tito's Vodka and Dickel to work with, and um, I'll be letting everybody know what they're going to be making. I know that the Dead Rabbit is going to be uh, doing a Don Julio punch, um, so I'm excited to taste that. 
And mm-hmm. uh, uh, Clover Club will also be um, working with uh, Don Julia. I believe we're going to be making an Uncle Buck, <laughs> a delicious cocktail from the Clover menu. Um, but, yeah, that the, the exact drinks are still being decided on for the most part. Cool. And, you know, it's also, it's a month away, so you've got enough time. And, uh, you know, as the weather changes, it might uh, change the the outlook as far as what you do want to put on your menu for the event. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, I mean, we're going to be making a lot of drinks. So it's an enormous matrix of uh, how many, how many drinks, you know, are, are we, are we making? How many gallons of juice? And, you know, we'll be doing all of the juicing on site so that the cocktail experience will be what you get when you go to Pegu Club or, you know, pouring ribbons and these, co- these lounges that are involved uh, in, in the festival. Yeah. Because it, it has to be, you know, what we do on the day to day is what we want everybody to experience at, at the festival. Absolutely. Well, that being said, like for any kind of like event, like big event stuff, when we do cocktails for, you know, any, any event like this, typically um, they're pre-batched, like just before. Are you? You're mm-hmm. pro- I'm assuming you're going to do some pre-batching because that's a lot. We of people. are. Yeah, we will be serving fifteen thousand cocktails. Jeez. <laughs> at the festival, um, so you'd be waiting a long time if we were making them all uh, one by one. But the. We will be batching. We have a batch tent we're setting up, and every, you know, we'll be getting there really early in the morning, batching out the cocktails for the day um, and uh, getting everybody set. Now, do do you have any kind of, like, support set? Like, you've got all these great bars, um, some of the most notable bartenders in the city, and uh, it seems like... uh, it's a lot of people to make a lot of cocktails for. Are you getting any like support? I know, like for instance, like at Tales of the Cocktail, there's always like apprenticeship programs and kind of like this kind of intern setup to where they help batch. I mean, are you pulling any like help in that way? Well, we are we are going to have our our, our own support staff. Um, we've got you know Sean Kenyon and um, Lulu and and some some of my barbacks, uh, my superstar barback. Uh, Mauricio over at Clover Club will be there because he juices faster than anybody I know. Um, I'm happily taking interns <laughs> who would like to come and learn how to batch 15,000 cocktails. So if you're listening and you'd like to be an intern, you know, contact me. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And, you know, the cool thing about pre-batching is, first of all, you know, at our bars, we always want to put out a consistent product. And sometimes, like, you know, in, when you're in the weeds like that, you, sometimes you can kind of slip. But the cool thing about pre-batching is that you know that everyone's getting a con- like a consistent product, uh, consistent cocktail, like throughout the entire event. So that's really cool. exactly. And, and plus, and it makes it a lot easier on all of us. <laughs> exactly, it does. And you know, we're setting it up so that you know, if if the staff from the Nomad, you know, can come in at a certain time and they can batch it all their drinks, so they do have control over what what's going out for their bars. Cool. And like, I was looking at the schedule. Um, each bar is going to be actually instead of having a bunch of different bars doing it all at the same time, you're going to be doing it in shifts, right? Well, we've got on Saturday, uh, we have Booker and Dax, the Dead Rabbit, Flatiron Lounge, Nomad, and PDT. Mm-hmm. And they will be there all day. Okay. So we'll have a few of the bars that will be at the Nethermead, which will be across from where the bands are playing. And then uh, a, 
a few of the other bars will be at the Boathouse, which is just a beautiful setting for cocktails and lounging. It's very Great Gatsby-like, and, um, you know, it'll be probably a little bit more of a, a more low-key setting as it's a little further away from the, the music. Yeah. And that's great. And you get to, like, travel around and try some different stuff. I also think it's really cool that you're doing, instead of having all the, the bars, like, all the time, you're splitting it up. And it's it's just like going to, uh, like, when you go to a music festival. I mean, you're not going to see every band each day. You know, it's, right. it's you're splitting it up. And it, it really, like, flows in with that whole festival mentality, which is really smart. Exactly. Yeah, and then on Sunday we've got uh, Death & Company, Pegu Club, Clover Club, Pouring Ribbons, and the Library at the Public. Um, so, you know, it's it really is an all-star lineup of my good friends <laughs> yeah. who are talented. Two of your bars and all of your friends. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, who doesn't want to do that? You guys want to come and hang out with me in the park and make some drinks? Great. Yeah, I mean, I did. You know, that reminds me again of like uh, last summer, I believe. Last summer or the summer before, we were out there, and uh, it was the only time I'd gone to a picnic where there was like ice chest full of like cold draft and scotsman ice and like fresh juices yeah. and like all these bartenders See, I'm, a, like... I'm a trendsetter damon i was <laughs> i was doing my own miniature googa by myself in the park and i just invited you guys i made a batch of uh, i batched out two different cocktails we had ice from clover we were all set <laughs> it was a great day too um it was fun so like with the uh was there any connection with the uh Obviously, you've got the different brand sponsoring, which they're all great brands, really respectable mm-hmm. brands. Um, how are how were the the different liquors being split up, or was it just kind of like a draw of the hat, or was it? I know a lot of times people like when you get the sponsor list, everyone's like going for one because that's their favorite spirit, or was it just a diplomatic kind of? Uh, uh, well. It's 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 kind of a combination of things. So some of the brands want to work with specific bars, um, so I will be letting everybody know um, what they are going to be working with. I really wanted to avoid um, a argument between bars, so I'm going to just tell people you have this because all <laughs> of the brands that we have are really great. So, you know, I, I would be happy to work with any of them, and I'm sure that that these guys would as well. Yeah. Do you have a water sponsor? <laughs> I, I hope so. I, 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 I'm, I'm not. Sh- I'm not in charge of that. But you know, I, I hope that we d- we will have a water sponsor. We're also going to be doing uh, seminars at the boathouse on the second level, which will be really fun. Um, and with all of the the various brands, I'll be doing a, a seminar with Elaine Duke, uh, tequila seminar, cool. tasting through all the Don Julio uh, spirits. And okay, so that's that's one uh, aspect that I didn't, I wasn't really aware of. So there will be actual like bartending and spirit seminars going on during this whole thing. That is correct. That's great. Are there also going to be um, like cooking seminars and different like food seminars going on as well? I believe so, but but I'm not sure. Well, I mean, I you know, start with the drink seminar. It's good to be it's good to have something like an educational aspect of it while you're drinking a bunch of awesome cocktails in in the heat of the day in the park. <laughs> That's true, exactly. And we have we're going to have some great people coming up and Andy and I are, are currently working on uh, that roster. Awesome. Well, let's take, uh we're going to take a quick break and when we get back, we'll be speaking some more with Julie Reiner of the great Gugamuga VIP cocktail experience. Back in a few. 
From the people behind Bonnaroo and outside lands, Superfly presents the Great Googamooga, an amusement park of food, drink, and music. The Great Googamooga returns to Brooklyn's Prospect Park for its second year from May 17th to the 19th. In its second year, Googamooga will feature a three-day format with 85 of New York's top restaurants paired with 75 brews and 100 wines. This year's Googamooga will see 20 live performances from the likes of Yeah Yeah Yeahs, the Flaming Lips, Matt and Kim, Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, The Darkness, Father John Misty, and De La Soul, offering everything from duck sausage to grilled name lobster to Guinness Stout brownies to foie gras donuts. Gugamuga's 2013 food lineup is unparalleled. This is foodie heaven. HeritageRadioNetwork.org will be there. Roberta's will definitely be there. And so will many of our friends, including Saxelby Cheesemongers, Searsucker, Mile End, Back 40, The Meat Hook, The Meatball Shop, and so many more. If you love food, if you love drinks, and if you love music, we definitely expect to see you there. Again, the whole thing kicks off with an unbelievable concert featuring the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs and Flaming Lips on Friday, May 17th. Find tickets and more information at googamooga.com. See you there. Did you know HeritageRadioNetwork.org is a member-supported nonprofit organization? If you like what you're listening to, go to our website and click that donate button. Become a member and get special discounts, invites, VIP treatment, t-shirts, and more. Support us in our mission to bring you the freshest food content in the nation. And we are back. You're listening to The Speakeasy. I've got Julie Reiner on the phone of the VIP experience of the Great Googamooga, which is happening next month, May 17th through 19th. And uh, we were just talking about uh, putting the bars together and the cocktails in the park with all the music and everything. And it really... The whole reason why I got into cocktails and and drinks in the first place, at least I have an excuse other than just wanting to get drunk. But uh, I was uh, when I was a kid growing up, uh, I was like learning how to play guitar, and I remember like reading like Rolling Stone and like all these guitar magazines, and I always see like Guns and Roses and Metallica and all these dudes. Like they'd always have like a bottle of Jack Daniels and uh, in the picture, and I was like, ah, maybe I should drink some whiskey. That's I guess you have to do that to play rock and roll music. So it's always like been something that went hand in hand for me. Uh, luckily, later on, I, I learned how to do it uh, in a very uh, classy <laughs> and responsible way, at least slightly classier than sitting around a, a green room with a bottle of Jack. Not that there's anything wrong with Jack. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's cool to have this. Bullet and, Bullet and Dickel are, you know, oh, preferable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it, it, makes, it makes a lot of sense. Actually, you know... I, the whole reason why I got this show in the first place is because uh, I was talking with Patrick Martins, uh, the founder of Heritage Foods and the Heritage Radio Network, at my bar quite a few times, and he was asking me where I was getting the inspiration for these cocktails. And I would tell him, like, oh, this was inspired by, like, this band or this album or this song. And he wanted me to come on his show, which is called The Main Course, on Sundays, and uh, talk about that connection of music and cocktails and the ideas and, like, what brings them all together. And... uh then I did. I was guest on his show, and then you know the next day he asked me if I wanted my own show, and I, you know it was all because of the music and cocktail connection. So I really appreciate a festival like the Great Gugamuga pulling not only the food and drinks but the music together. I think it's just a really cool idea. Um, you know, just now in its second year, it's already picking up a lot of steam. It was already huge the first year, so it's it'll be really interesting to see what kind of craziness ensues this year. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I'm excited to. 
with the different format that, that we're using this year. Last year, the VIP experience was its own section. And this year, the, you know, the, everybody has access to the whole footprint. And then the VIP cocktail experience will be within that, where you can enter the boathouse if you've, you know, paid for the VIP experience to have the cocktails. And then there'll be an area on the, what they're calling the nether mead across from the stage. So I think it really opens the whole thing up to everybody, and it'll be uh, a little bit, you know, more spread out and, and uh, a, a, a better festival this year, certainly. Um, but it was great last year as well. Yeah, it's it's really cool, and it's really interesting to me, but also very important that as we progress through, you know, like the commercial said, it's foodie heaven. Um, as we've gone through the past, you know, like 30 years with like more food movements happening and with different festivals with not only food, but then like the different cocktail weeks and uh, seminars happening all over the place. It's cool to have this put together. And do you find that a lot of the people that are coming to this are very receptive of the cocktails or is it something that's like an added bonus or is it just mixed all over? You know, we had a ton of people last year who were cocktail people, and they came, and they really wanted to they, – they knew they were going to get great cocktails from the bars that were involved. So, you know, it wasn't just, uh, you know, give me whatever you have and throw it back. You know? right, right. <laughs> they were actually interested in what we were serving and appreciated the, the block ice that we were using and um, the, the effort that went into doing, you know, that level of cocktails in the middle of the park. Yeah, and this is kind of a weird question, but are you are you using actual glassware? Are you using plastic, or is it permitted? We're using nice plastic because okay. that's what you have to use you in the have, park. I, yeah, I was wondering about that. I didn't know if it yeah. was if it was like a section off thing, and it was just in the bar area if you could use glassware. But I guess it wouldn't. I guess that's breaking the rules, even if it is in a festival at the park. Yeah, you have to you have to go with the plastic, and I think they're you know they've looked for the most. Um, you know, politically correct stuff to use, um, and uh, and and also just the nicest thing to hold because obviously, you know, you want the cocktail to be served in uh, the nicest vessel you possibly can can have in the middle of the park. Yeah, and with that, with that also, it's like uh, I was just wonder because I don't really remember too much from last year, but uh, it seems to me like an event like this, you would do most of the cocktails like on the rocks, right? A lot of shaken, you know, rock drinks. Yeah. We did a lot of, um, last year we had shake it. We, we had a couple people do over, we, we had ice, large block ice, um, that we use. So one large cube, um, we'll have cold draft again this year so that, you know, the cocktails aren't melting over right. chippy ice. Um, so yeah, you know, and, and it, it, you want refreshing stuff that time of year. So yeah. Now, is this a lot of a lot of highballs. Yeah, well, totally. That's that, yeah, the most refreshing drink you can possibly get, uh, especially listening to rock and roll, slamming them back. <laughs> but um, uh-huh. so like, uh, you know, we were talking about the the Goo Goo but let's talk about a little bit about you, because like, I've had so many of your your bartenders and bar managers on this show, and past bartenders and and present bartenders, and you guys definitely you definitely have a style of like cocktail that. That I think is, especially at Clover Club in Brooklyn, that is very kind of, I don't want to say typical, but just like so signature Clover Club and, and Julie Reiner. And there's, it's very classic, but then there's some really cool stuff. Like there's the one, there was the Green Giant that has like sugar snap peas in it. I think that was Tom Macy's drink, maybe. Tom Macy, yeah. That's back on the menu uh, just a week ago. So like, there's some really, 
I, you know, I get inspired by your cocktails a lot because I like to approach thing like my when I'm designing cocktails, I like to approach them from a, a very classic angle, but then like throw something kind of a little a little oddball in there. That way you can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, Clover is pre-prohibition classic. You know, in for inspired. So you know, we we serve a lot of those old school drinks, the improved whiskey cocktail, the Clover Club cocktail. Um, but then, you know, yeah, we, we are always inspired by the seasons and I'm kind of, you know, I'll, I'll kind of go in, in any direction that one of the bartenders is, it wants to head in as long as, you know, the final product is something that people want to sit down and drink, you know, it's too often I, I go into cocktail bars and there's some weird drink on the menu with an ounce and a half of Angostura and Bronca Menta, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like only, you know, 3% of the drinking population will want to consume this drink. Um, and I find it interesting, but sometimes it's too weird for the, the mass palate. Um, so, you know, I'm always looking for, like, that sweet spot that the majority of the public are going to enjoy. Yeah. And, you know, especially with uh, with the classics, there's and you have a section on right now, you know, David Wondrich, uh, one of the greatest writers uh, and cocktail historians around, probably the the greatest. Um, he typically comes in and you've had him on t- different sections on your menu uh, throughout the years. And I think that's really great. He lives in the neighborhood and it's clearly yeah. one of his favorite places to drink. I've run into him several times there. And th- speaking of like classic and bizarre, there's this old fashioned that you guys have on that section that's like shaken in the rocks glass. It like breaks every <laughs> rule. Can you tell us about that version? Yeah, it's it's a pretty funny drink. Um, you know, yeah, Dave Dave came to came and you know we we were talking and he was like, how about if I do a section of lost and forgotten weird cocktails that nobody really remembers? You know, so he put this drink on that is you know it was created uh, by a, a bartender who didn't believe in using bitters, <laughs> so it's literally whiskey, a little bit of sugar over ice. Um, you know, the the sugar is like muddled sugar cube kind of a thing. And then it gets topped with a ton of, of nutmeg. And you think, oh, this is the simplest thing ever. But then you taste it and you're like, that's really delicious. Um, so and, and it's, ironically, it's selling like hotcakes. Yeah. I was like, well, there you go. Whiskey, nutmeg, splash of sugar, you're done. Um, and, yeah, and it's done the old-fashioned way. That was how this bartender did it. And he shook it up and and served it. You know, in the same glass, and Dave Dave came in and demoed it to everybody. This is how I want it done, you know. So we're doing it to Dave's specs. Yeah, and Tom was telling uh, me he was like, it was it was just like the most b- bizarre, like backwards, <laughs> old fashioned, like for what we're used to nowadays for like the classic stirred old fashioned. Tom was like, dude, this is so weird. You got to try it, and I tried it, and it is strangely complex for three ingredients, and the nutmeg right. does add that like spice, like like. Spice component where you're missing out on uh, from like the Angostura bitters being in there, so it's really, really interesting. Yeah, the nutmeg, the nutmeg sort of takes the takes the place of the bitters. The, um, you know, interestingly enough, and and it just and it works. Yeah, and it's also bizarre texturally because it's got the granulated. You know, it's still kind of got some granulated sugar, but then the nutmegs in there. It's just it's it's a str- it's like you quoted one of my drinks one time. It's strong and strange, but really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, another thing I really like about the Clover Club, too, is that I actually, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, it's actually printed on the front page of your menu. 
I'm actually related to George Bolt, the guy who uh, started the Clover Club, the manager of the hotel where the Clover Club met. I did not know that. Yeah, so I have like a family connection to the Clover Club. Very interesting. So you no. want to come work for, work at the Clover Club, Damon? Can okay. I steal you? <laughs> I, I, might, I might have to do a guest spot. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should set that up. I would love that. <laughs> Absolutely, it'd be a lot of fun. You might just keep me in the back room. I, I don't know. I, you guys get busy. I don't want to get weeded in your in your bar. <laughs> Oh, come on. You can handle it. I do. We'll do a, a night with Damon Bolte, uh, heir of the <laughs> Clover Club. <laughs> and, and everything's pre-batched. <laughs> yeah, and, and all things free pre-batched so that you can dance to the rock and roll music. Absolutely. <laughs> you will be playing. Cool. Well, uh, can you give us some information about where we can find uh, the details about the Guga Muga? Where you, I'm sorry? Can you give us the uh, the details about the the website and the information and tickets and all the stuff that we can find for the, uh, the Great Gugamuga? Yeah, well, the, the website is just Um and uh, it's going to be Prospect Park May 17th through 19th. Um, cocktail bars will be there Saturday and Sunday. The VIP experience is sold out. Unfortunately, oh. but I'm sure I think that there are uh, some giveaways and and things going on where you could acquire tickets. Nice. Well, congratulations on selling out this awesome event, and uh, I have a pass, so I can't wait to uh, see you there and and have a bunch of uh, highballs and rock and roll. <laughs> Sounds great. And let me know if you want to come and intern. All right, I will. <laughs> Thanks again, Julie Reiner, Clover All Club, right. Flatiron Lounge, Google Movie. Yeah, thank you. We'll see you soon. That's it for the Speakeasy this week. We'll see you next week. Till then, cheers. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.